Chapter 3 They have come to destroy you. It was strange, the way we all just knew he was telling the truth. No one said, no way, or you're making it up. We all just knew. He was dying, and he was trying to warn us of something terrible. They are called Yerks. They are different from us. Different from you as well. Are you telling us they're already here on Earth? Rachel demanded. Many are here. Hundreds, maybe more. Why hasn't anybody noticed them? Marco said reasonably. I think someone would have mentioned it at school. You do not understand. Yerks are different. They have no body, like yours or mine. They live in the bodies of other species. They are... I guess he couldn't think of a word to explain Yerks, so he closed his eyes and seemed to concentrate. Suddenly, a bright picture popped into my head. I saw a gray-green, slimy thing, like a snail without its shell, only bigger, the size of a rat, maybe. It wasn't a pretty picture. I'm guessing that was a yerk, Marco said. Either that or a very big wad of slimy chewing gum. They are almost powerless without hosts. They... Suddenly we felt a blast of pain, straight from the alien. I could also feel his sadness. He knew his time was almost up. The yerks are parasites. They must have a host to live in. In this form, they are known as controllers. They enter the brain and are absorbed into it, taking over the host's thoughts and feelings. They try to get the host to accept them voluntarily. It is easier that way. Otherwise, the host may be able to resist, at least a little. Are you saying they take over human beings? Rachel asked. People? These things take over their bodies? Look, this is serious stuff, I said. You shouldn't be telling us. We're just kids, you know. This is like something the government should know about. We had hoped to stop them, the alien continued. Swarms of their bugfighters were waiting when our dome ship came out of Z-space. We knew of their mothership and were ready for the bugfighters. But the Yerks surprised us. They had hidden a powerful blade ship in a crater of your moon. We fought, but we lost. They have tracked me here. They will be here soon to eliminate all traces of me and my ship. How can they do that? Cassie wondered. The alien seemed to smile with his eyes. Their dracon beams will leave nothing behind but a few molecules of this ship and this body, he said. I sent a message to my home world. We Andalites fight the Yerks wherever they go throughout the universe. My people will send help, but it may take a year, even more, and by then the Yerks will have control of this planet. After that, there is no hope. You must tell people. You must warn your people. Another spasm of pain ripped through him, and we all knew he was nearly gone. No one is ever going to believe us, Marco said hopelessly. He looked at me and shook his head. No way! He was right. If these Yerks were to wipe out the Andalite ship, how on earth would we ever convince people? They'd think we were either nuts or on drugs. I don't care if he thinks he's going to die. We have to try and help him, Rachel said. We can get him to a hospital, or maybe Cassie's parents. There is no time. No time, the Andalite said. Then his eyes brightened. Perhaps. What? Go into my ship. You will see a small blue box, very plain. Bring it to me. Quickly. I have very little time, and the Yerks will find me soon.
We all looked at each other. Who was going to be the one to go inside the ship? Somehow we all seemed to agree it would be me. Actually, I didn't agree, but everyone else did. Go ahead, Tobias said. I want to stay with him. He knelt beside the Andalite and placed a comforting hand on the alien's narrow shoulder. I looked at the doorway into the spacecraft. I glanced at Cassie. Go ahead, she said, sending me a smile. You're not scared. She was wrong. I was plenty scared. But the way she smiled at me, I wasn't about to weasel out. I walked over to the door of the ship and looked inside. It was surprisingly simple. It looked cozy, almost. Everything was a creamy color with rounded edges and shapes that tended to be oval. That was one of the things that helped me spot the box so easily. It was sky blue and square, maybe four inches on each side. It seemed kind of heavy for being so small. I stepped up into the ship. There was no chair, just a sort of open space where I guess the Andalite stood on his four hooves while he worked the few controls. There weren't a lot of buttons or anything. I wondered if the Andalite controlled the ship with his thoughts. I quickly reached for the box and started to head back outside. But then something caught my eye. It was a small, three-dimensional picture. Four Andalites, standing all together, looking like a strange gathering of deer with solemn faces. Two of them looked like very small kids. I realized that this was a picture of the Andalites' family. It filled me with sadness to think that here he was, dying, a million miles from his family. Dying because he had tried to protect the people of Earth. I felt a small flame of anger against the Yerks, or controllers, or whatever they were, for causing this. I went back to the circle of my friends. Here's the box, I told the Andalite. Thank you. I, um, was that your family? That picture? Yes. I'm real sorry, I said. What else could I say? There is something I may be able to do to help you fight the Yerks. What? Rachel demanded. I know that you are young. I know that you have no power with which to resist the controllers. But I may be able to give you some small powers that may help. We all looked at each other. All except Tobias, who never took his gaze off the alien. If you wish, I can give you powers that no other human being has ever had. Powers? What was that supposed to mean? It is a piece of Andalite technology that the Yerks do not have, the Andalite explained. A technology that enables us to pass unnoticed in many parts of the universe. The power to morph. We have never shared this power. But your need is great. Morph? Morph how? Rachel asked, her eyes narrowed. To change your bodies, the Andalite said. To become any other species, any animal. Marco laughed derisively. <laughs> become animals? Marco isn't the most accepting person in the world. You will only need to touch a creature to acquire its DNA pattern, and you will be able to become that creature. It requires concentration and determination. But if you are strong, you can do it. There are limitations, problems, dangers even. But there is no time to explain it all. No time. You will have to learn for yourselves. But first, do you wish to receive this power? He's kidding, right? Marco asked me. No, Tobias said softly. He's not kidding. This is nuts, Marco said. This whole thing is nuts. 
yurks and spaceships and slugs taking over people's brains and andalites and the power to change into animals? Give me a break. Yeah, it is beyond weird, I agreed. We're off the map of weirdness by this point, Rachel said. But unless we're all just dreaming, I think we'd better deal with this. He's dying, Tobias reminded us. I'll do it, Cassie said. That surprised me. Cassie isn't usually so quick to decide. But I guess, like Tobias, she felt the truth of what the Andalite was saying. I think we should all decide together, I suggested, one way or the other. What's that? Rachel asked. She was looking up towards the stars. Far, far overhead, two pinpoints of bright red light were shooting across the sky. Yerks. The Andalite said the words in our minds, and we could feel his hatred. <laughs>